Welcome to REI Energy and Climate Podcast. I'm Zhao Ang from REI. Our organization is a Rock Environment and Energy Institute, a Beijing-based independent think tank with the focus on climate policy and energy transition. Today, with my colleague Jia Qiao. Hello, everyone. This is Lin Jia Qiao. We are going to talk about the just latest news of China's power blackout. Before we cover that issue, I just briefly introduce the last week's episode. Jia Chao and I went through the discussion about China's new move on ending overseas coal power investment. The reasons behind that move possibly are because for East Asia and other major financiers, they are going to push China to do. Similar things in in the climate change、uh, actions. So,、uh, if you have interest in that topic, please、uh, go back to listen to our、uh, episode. Today,、uh, as I just mentioned briefly, we want to bring the topic of China's domestic power supply issue because、uh, the big news about the power blackout in different regions、uh, in the country attracted a lot of the interest from. Domestic and、uh, international areas within the country,、uh, the northern eastern part and the east and the southern part, they all experienced the blackout in recent month.、Uh, a lot of places had the power cut or restriction of consumption,、uh, ranging from industrial users to residential users. Uh, so Jia Chao, what do you think about the very important reasons behind this uh, very uh, dramatic uh, event? Yes, if you check the Chinese media and the overseas media, you can see lots of reasons. So according to more reasonable analysis, there are two main reasons of the power cut this time.、Uh, so one is the dual control of energy consumption. So we call it a double control. In the following talk with Zhang. So the double control is considered to be the main reason. The so-called double control of energy consumption means that the central government they set two binding indicators for energy consumption per unit GDP, so which is、uh, energy intensity target, and the other one is the total energy consumption. So together, we call it double control of energy consumption, and. They will the central government. They will conduct assessments on local governments and require them to be、uh, completed within a specific time frame. So this is one reason: the double control of energy consumption. The other one should be the coal shortage. So when the demand is high, especially if you see the data in this year, the energy consumption is I think、uh, a year-on-year -year basis. On month on month basis is higher than last year, and the、uh, coal-fired power plants output could not catch up, and it is assumed that the cause is the price of the coal is too high. If you see the coal price in the recent months, it's surging to around one thousand and two hundred Chinese yuan, circa around two hundred US dollars. So compared to last year, so that's like a doubling of the price, coal price. So that's one of the reasons, and this will lead to、uh, the reluctancy of the coal-fired power plants to produce more power. But if you look at the history of the double control, that's an interesting side of the story. 
Uh, judging from the publicly available energy consumption double control compliance assessment, uh, which is, I refer to the source from China Dialogue. So since 2017, only three provinces, that's Ningxia, Xinjiang, and Liaoning, they failed to meet the standards. That means they could not comply with the double control uh, requirements. And in 2019, only one province, they failed to meet the standards. And in 2020, last year, there were about one-third provinces that could not meet the standard. That's really a really high percentage. So to me, the trend shows that the double control compliance rate is getting worse. Yeah, you're right. At least from 2017 to 2020, it's getting worse. But we couldn't make sure that uh, for this year, this kind of policy, how the mechanism is about, how this double control policy involved in the first year of the 14th five years plan. Uh, you know, before the pandemic, coal power sector is still considered as uh, overcapacity in terms of the uh, utilization rate. And 2020 is different, uh, especially the second half of the year. The demand, particularly the, the international buyers, has been very high, even higher than China's policymakers' expectation. Uh, the rebound of the manufacturer and the industrial sector uh, really pushed the energy consumption in a high level. So here is uh, China's electricity consumption chart. Uh, you can see uh, in the last 10 years, the electricity consumption has arisen from uh, about 2,800 billion kilowatt hour in 2011 to about uh, 7,500 uh, billion kilowatt hours in 2020. So the consumption is there. And uh, you can say, okay, as long as the consumption, the demand is higher, uh, the, the power generation has to catch up to, to supply the necessary electricity. But as Jiaqiao mentioned, the double control is a top-down approach to control the rapid energy consumption based on the central government's concern that how can improve the China's economic growth quality how to control the uh, energy consumption and to fulfill maybe China's commitment, environmental protection the, and air, air quality improvement and, and, uh, and other factors. So among the two reasons, Jiaqiao, uh, you mentioned, I think uh, apart from the double control, the economic power, which is uh, the double price of the coal power, I mean, coal is the very significant reason. I mean, uh, if the end user price of the electricity uh, hasn't been changed in the last few years. And as long as the power generation, uh, the coal power generators um, produce more electricity, they will <laughs> have more deficit. So I think this is a quite straightforward information or straightforward theory behind this uh, blackout in the national, uh, in the big scale. Sure. As I mentioned, since the start of the 13th five-year plan, which started around 2016, the double control policy was in place, but the emphasis has had been given to the energy intensity and the energy consumption amount 
that's measured by a barometer, a so-called barometer. And NDRC, National Development and Reform Commission, they are in charge of making uh, the policy, double control policy and the enforcement. So the NDRC issued the barometer of a competition of energy consumption double control targets in the first half of the year in late September. So that's like um, several days ago. So the issue, the barometer of uh, completion of energy consumption double control targets in the first half of the year in late August. And this one, I should say, uh, it's kind of uh, a signal of having a so wide range of uh, podcasts at the end of September. So the red-lighted provinces were therefore responded with the rest- restricted uh, production and they halted the production of the high-energy consumer industries. Then this one range uh, from the high-energy consuming industry to the manufacturing industry and commercial. And in some provinces, uh, they even cover the residential power usage. Uh, they will put on the limitations on the residential power consumption limitations, as we mentioned in the very beginning. So this caused the prices of uh, chemical aluminum and cement these commodities have risen by 20 to 30 percent since July. So this round of power cuts in uh, the the coastal side, namely the high demand regions, I think that was mainly attributed to uh, this order because they, the local governments, they received the right lighted kind of alert and they faced the issue of failing to comply with the designated energy consumption double control target. So what's their reaction has been reflected on the policy that we see now. That means to cut the power, to reduce the power, to uh, restrict the power. Yeah, I think the power cuts in many places, uh, particularly in the industrial sector, will have quite a significant impact in the short term in terms of the economic output. Because in the last quarter, uh, China has a like the world uh, manufacturer powerhouse, definitely will have a more orders or product from other countries, and uh, like a Christmas season, and definitely China's uh, manufacturers and the factories will become busier. But I think in the long term, this is kind of shift of the energy structure and energy policy. The central policy makers they want to use the double control, as I mentioned. The uh, in the previous uh, discussion, also want to increase the economic growth in quality. So, Jiaqiao, how about northeast region? Because in that part of the country, the power cut or blackout happened most in residential areas. And uh, what, what what's that mean? And what does that mean? And why it's happening most in the residential power cut? Uh, not like the cases in east and the southern part of the country. Uh, mostly the manufacturers and the factories, they feel the pressure and the burden of the power cuts. So for the northeast region, which all of this, I mean, they started of, uh, from a piece of news of the uh, northeast region because they affect the residential power supply in several northeastern cities. So, but if you see the reasons, um, that's different to the coastal 
and southern part of China because I mean they have the huge power demand, and the northeast region in China they are so called the Rusty Belt, right? The Rusty Belt in China because I mean that was a, a legacy of the、uh, industrial development after the established of the country. But I mean in the coming in in the recent years the economy there is getting down, so so that's why the power demand. It's not as high as in southern and coastal places where economic activities are really、uh, active than northeast part of China. So for northeast China, the the reason is seen on the media because if you look at the response from some kind of power companies,、uh, they will say, "Okay, I don't have、uh, that much coal、uh, to produce power and." Why do they have not that much coal reserve? Because I mean, the coal price was surging in the past several months. That means they could not afford to produce more power. That means that the more they produce the power, and the more money they will lose from the coal-fired power plants perspective. And if you look at the twenty twenty one, the first half year alert table, the barometer I mentioned just now from NDRC. So Liaoning Heilongjiang. The energy consumption volume, there's no issue. The、uh, energy intensity,、uh, they are in the kind of the secondary alert level. Andilin province,、uh, the both of the、uh, both the、uh, third category,、uh, meaning that means nothing to worry, and they are on the、uh, red track. So this will reflect. I mean, the power demand side, the power consumption side, they meet the double control mostly. And that's not the main reason because we mentioned the two reasons. One is double control of energy consumption. The other one is the coal price. So for northeast region, I think the main reason is the coal price, because they are poorer provinces and the coal-fired power plants they just could not afford the、uh, the higher the, the 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 very high coal price. I mean to produce power and to me something that could be seriously improved. Is that they need to give the alert beforehand to 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 kind of just have the power power cut and without the notification, giving them、uh, enough amount of time, and that's for the residential kind of use. I think this is something that、um, I just could not understand. Another thing that I want to say is the、uh, carbon peaking, carbon neutrality, the so-called thirty sixty goal of China. Somebody will link the power cut to this thirty sixty carbon peaking carbon neutrality goal.、Um, but I want to comment on this issue because even before the thirty sixty goal, the energy consumption double control was there already, and they were being implemented. And I mentioned the barometer as well, and they were considered as the main reason of the power cut. So I don't think there is a direct link. Of the carbon peaking, carbon neutrality goal of China to this round of power cuts, and the power cuts happened even before twenty twenty, especially when energy intensity target could not、uh, meet, say, the last year of the five year plan, or the last several months of each year. So the power cuts happened not only this year, but in the past several years, you can see the power cuts. So. John, do you think this round of power cuts they have something to do with the carbon peaking and carbon neutrality goal of China? 
Yeah, I think the question is justified.、Uh, I know some observers and pundits have the similar idea, at least in. The grand strategic thinking and the policy making, the thirty sixty double carbon or dual carbon、uh, targets, already in very hot debates、um, discussed from local government to the central government. They all trying their best to、uh, materialize the policy measures. As we know, the China's climate envoy, Mr. Xi, mentioned. Uh, in the Beijing summit a couple months ago, that China will use the framework one、uh, plus n to、uh, support the China's、uh, climate commitment. So I think the overarching strategy really is gaining momentum and gaining power in the policy debate or、uh, discussion.、Uh, and I think for the local. Uh, officials, they they definitely feel the pressure. So I think the double carbon targets definitely have the influence in the double control, which is more、uh, policy and the short term uh, measures. Uh, but it's hard to、uh, gain the evidence from the government document that okay,、uh, the central government is using、um, the double carbon targets to enforce. Or to strengthen the enforcement of the double control policy,、uh, we don't know. Yeah, but I think the the linkage should be there. But to me, still, I think、um, this round of podcasts does not have that much to do with the carbon neutrality goal or carbon picking goal, because I mean, if you see、uh, the occurrence of this round of a podcast, I mean. Somebody call it.、Uh, it's like the students they stay overnight before the exams. It's meaning, I mean, at the last minute they do the things to remedy、uh, what they had failed to、uh, comply with. And usually in the last two months, for example, in twenty twenty,、uh, starting from mid November till the end of the year,、uh, the power limitations, the power cuts will happen in the、uh, the high. Power demanding kind of regions such as southern China and east eastern coast of、uh, China, but this year it is much earlier, so almost two months earlier. So it's just September, and the power cuts kind of news are all over the media. Um, maybe that's understandable because I mean the power demand is higher than twenty twenty, uh, because of the, uh, I think the manufacturing. Business and also the industrial activities are more active than last year, so the power demand is higher than twenty twenty, and that's why、uh, it's coming. The power cuts and re- restrictions are coming、uh, earlier than last year. If you're from the、uh, the power demand side of story, but I mean, why the energy authorities? I mean, they haven't prepared well for this kind of. Predictable increasing need for power. This is something that I think it's somewhat hard to understand, right? Yeah, that is.、Uh, I think it's a typical dilemma of policy making, because when you have a policy which supposed to last for five years, even longer than that, and you already have a divided annual target to control the the energy consumption and energy intensity. But for the specific year or, or one or two years, the short-term changes of the 
economic activities, it's not easy for policymakers to adjust uh, adjust their、um, policy targets in a short period of time. That's a typical issue,、uh, challenge for policymakers. So, Jiang Chao, you mentioned、uh, Northeast region's power cuts reason、uh, about. The residential power cut、uh, is attributed to the increasing coal price because for the coal power plants they have very tight financial budget to supply the electricity as euro. In northeast、uh, region, the renewable energy has been a big player in recent years. As we know, in that region. Wind power accounts for about、uh, nearly twenty percent of the total installed capacity. And in terms of the power generations, that percentage might be lower, but I think around ten percent is is a reasonable guess. In that context, I think power grid has been very reflectable and very resilient to this receive a、uh, multiple、uh, type of the power sources. Uh, including coal, which is which is the king and the dominant power, of course, increasing the natural gas、uh, generation, and the renewables, wind power and、uh, solar PV, and also、uh, hot hydro power is also main player in the power system in the northeast region. So I think we might not、uh, overlook the big role of a power flexibility in the power supply and the potential. I mean. Uh, in the future, it's also、uh, getting more attention. So, how how do you think about the ever increasing percentage of renewable energy in the power system, and、uh, the power grid role in support that system in case there are more、uh, pressure and more external shocks uh, like uh, extreme weather's, uh, like uh, economic uh, activity event, and those things. Uh, in the future, somebody will say the renewable energy ratio if it's too high, and that may cause the、uh, instability of the power grid and、uh, making it not very flexible and reliable enough. And this round of the power cut, you can see、uh, the power grid company, especially the northeastern power grid company, they. Stood out. I mean, to、so、explain the situation, and that reflected、uh, the allocation of the power among the power grid in that region. I think there are something to be accounted for. I think,、uh, and to what extent renewable power has been accommodated well currently.、Mm, this I don't have that much kind of worry because I mean this is not the. The heating season, especially in heating season time, northeastern region, because it's cold and sometimes the curtailment rate of wind power is high. But I mean, this is like late autumn, and、uh, the power, the the wind, wind is not that strong, and the wind power kind of output is not as strong as in winter time. So the curtailment rate, I don't think it's really high. So. Just、uh, specifically for this round of power cuts in northeast、uh, region,、um, I don't think、uh, wind power could be、uh, blamed or well, you could not say it's having a positive role because we don't have the data yet. But I mean, that's definitely something、uh, to be considered. I mean, when you think about in the future how the power grid can be reliable and 
flexible when accommodating more renewables. Because you mentioned the extreme weather, so that recalled made um, the Texas power crisis. I mean, in February this year, because of the extreme uh, cold weather and the power grid flexibility was blamed because, I mean, Texas, they have the standalone kind of uh, power grid. It's not connecting to the other uh, states well. And that's one of the reasons uh, the power kind of crisis happened there. And so, um, so extreme weather, that's something in the future. I think China's power grid company or power, power plants, the coal-fired power plants or the renewable power companies, they need to uh, think about uh, because, I mean, if extreme weather like the extreme cold or extreme heat, if uh, this kind of situation come, um, I think things will get will be getting worse. Um, for eastern and southern part of China, it's only uh, industrial and commercial sector they were affected. I mean, uh, but if you think about, I mean, the extreme cold and uh, hot weather comes, uh, what will happen? Maybe the residential power sector uh, power kind of demand will be affected. So uh, just get um, well prepared for the extreme weather. That's something really important to um, be ready for. Yeah, yeah, just one comment to add. You know, Texas is a very special case. Uh, this big state, uh, one of the biggest states in the United States, has a very independent power system. The power grid just control the uh, supplies and the cons- consumers uh, within the territory of the state, uh, basically. And so when we rethink about the case, I um, mean, the challenge facing Texas in the future, uh, apart from addressing the resilience of the power grid, uh, many argue that maybe it's better for Texas to connect with other regional and uh, statewide uh, grid system in order to increase its uh, resilience. And when we look back to Northeast uh, region in China, you know, as the region has transformed itself from a heavy industry and industry base to more light industry and service and based uh, economy, I think the the power generation, they have a very sufficient power generation to, to some extent become an exporter of a power to the northern China and other places, uh, the neighbor provinces. Uh, and the wind power is definitely one of the major uh, contributors in the power supply across in provinces. So I think in this case, uh, when the northeast region has the power shortage and facing the power cut, even blackout risks, I think uh, the cross-region, the cross-province power trading or electricity trading uh, should be uh, considered in the uh, higher priority. I think that's right. I want to add something. So from the overarching kind of framework of the double control policy of the NDRC, so you can see different regions, I mean, in the long run, they can exchange or trade the so-called uh, quota. So, for example, if one province, their energy consumption is not as high as uh, the other ones and they have the surplus, so they can uh, sell these kind of surplus to the other provinces or regions, they have a higher demand. 
Uh, one thing I want to pick up is the energy storage. So for the Chinese situation, especially in the eastern part, if、uh, the demand is high, so the energy storage plus renewable power, I think、uh, maybe that's something、uh, the power kind of、uh, generation company or even、uh, the kind of industrial facilities they can cons- consider this、uh, combination, and also the decentralized、uh, renewable energy. This can be part of the solution too. So decentralized wind, decentralized solar, plus energy storage. I think they can be part of the solution. Another thing is to、um, improve the energy efficiency. That's the low hanging fruits, right? So I should say that's the first and most urgent thing to do to tackle the、uh, the crisis, the so called crisis, and all. Sectors, including industrial, commercial, and residential sector, they need to move to a kind of more energy efficiently use style. And I can see the trend. I mean, some provinces they are moving quick. For example, Guangdong Province,、uh, the great company there, they issued a proposal. I mean, on demanding、uh, industrial, commercial enterprises and also the public services. Uh, entities and also、uh, the general public. I mean, to how to conserve more energy in their、uh, daily activities,、uh, in their kind of、uh, habits to、uh, preserve more energy, and those saved energy can be a part of the kind of the the power supply. I mean, to the most needed places. So, what do you think of the、um, solution? I mean. Especially on、um, the kind of the surging price of the coal,、uh, because we mentioned that's one of the main reasons. Do you have any idea on the coal surging price? How to tackle that issue? Yeah, regarding the price of the coal,、uh, it's a typical challenge in the future. As a fossil fuel, the price always uh, turbulent. Uh, in some cases, uh, even. Um, more challenging, like、uh, in in this case, it's already doubled in within short period of time.、Uh, similar the oil situation, but I think as long we focus on the economics of the energy use, we see、uh, coal as a energy source,、uh, main reasons to be used to generate electricity. So electricity as the、uh, secondary energy,、uh, the price should be. Reflecting the cost of the coal use, so in this sense, I think for the end users, they have to accept the potential of like electricity tariff increasing in the near future, and also accept the situation maybe tariff should be uh, not uh, fixed in in the specific period of time should be flexible. So I think、uh, ongoing power reform in China has to be. Uh, catching up, I mean,、uh, because the market-based electricity price should be the target of the reform, and in this sense, China hasn't done a good job in this area. I think China has a potential to do more.、Uh, so, Jia Xiao, as we are searching the solution、uh, to address the uh, future's uh, power cuts or power shortage. Uh, what do you think about the double control as a policy,、uh, which may be improved in the future? I think I can I can give、uh, three main points. I mean, the first one is
to plan it well. And the second one is the coordination. And the third one is corresponding to what you mentioned. I mean, to make it more market-based. I mean, so my first point, I mean, can be supported by if you have a reasonable prediction of the power demand. So how that means you can give yourself, I mean, a kind of more room to react to the unexpected, unexpected situation. And the coordination of the central level and the local level. Um, so if you kind of see the signal of the local governments, I mean, the local kind of uh, different regions, they could not comply with the, the double control policy. I mean, uh, I should say, I mean, coordination between those two, um, they need to kind of Im- improve. Uh, and lastly, uh, the market base. I mean, so if the the province they have the kind of the surplus of the uh, power consumption quota, they can sell it to other province. I mean, I think that's more uh, efficient in terms of the magnetism, as lucky as I do. So I hope. I mean, this power cut issue could be. I mean, solved and at least give an earlier notice. Uh, if you see, uh, so that's my kind of uh, expectation. And I hope you enjoy our discussion today. If you have any questions about this episode, you are welcome to contact us via email, info at rei.org.cn or through LinkedIn by searching REI. We wish our listeners stay healthy and see you next time. See you next time. Bye-bye.